Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. This is The Literary Gardener for March 26, 2020. The topic this week is Gardening with Children During Our Stay-at-Home Order Teaches Valuable Lessons. A garden is a grand teacher. It teaches patience and careful watchfulness. It teaches industry and thrift. Above all, it teaches entire trust. Gertrude Jekyll in Joe Brylin's A Garden of Inspiration, 2015. The other day, I was at the Grange Co-op and was astonished to see plant benches practically empty when only a few days before they had been stocked with vegetable and herb starts. One of the sales associates told me the nursery had been struggling to keep up with the demand for edible plants ever since local K-12 schools closed in order to minimize spread of the coronavirus. It seems that many parents are viewing the school closures as an opportunity to plant a food garden with their children. Although my daughters are 24 and 29 years old, due to the pandemic, one is home from college and the other has been laid off from work, so we're doing some gardening together too. It's been nice to be outdoors with them, getting sunshine and exercise and growing our own food. I've written before about important reasons for gardening with children. This week I'm offering some additional thoughts in light of the current stay-at-home order confronting us. There is no doubt that today's youths are growing up in an uncertain world filled with crises. Terrorism, drugs, overpopulation, climate change, land, air, and sea pollution, deforestation and habitat destruction, violent crime, political and economic instability, high cost for wholesome food, adequate shelter, and health care. And now an infectious disease that for the first time in everyone's lifetime has spread across the globe. It's no wonder that stress, anxiety, and depression have become their own pandemic among young people in the 21st century. I felt downcast just listing all of these societal ills. However, besides being a known antidote for stress, gardening offers our children a host of opportunities to experience what is consistent, healthy, and positive in the world. Parents and grandparents can play an important role in guiding these experiences by observing with children what is happening in the garden during springtime and by incorporating gardening into the present-day learning-at-home curriculum. As I write, I'm looking through the window at my front yard, and I see new plant shoots emerging from the earth and from the branches of trees and shrubs. I look forward to this colorful reawakening every spring, and nature unfailingly sends it forth. I also see that hellebore, heather, and forsythia are still in bloom, but their flowers are fading. Daffodils, camellias, and grape hyacinth are in full bloom, whereas buds on the pear tree have just burst open into miniature clouds, enticing pollinators to explore. The pear tree blossoms will soon be replaced with a succession of other flowers, emerging, waxing, and waning in turn. Over the years, in my particular garden space, I've come to count on this sequence of springs unfolding, yet there are always a few surprises to keep me asking questions. Staying attuned to the cycle of life and death in the garden is reassuring. Like the flowers, gardeners are participants in nature's continuity. 
It was raining a few minutes ago, and my garden plants welcomed the additional moisture. Cool temperatures and intermittent rains provide ideal conditions in which to plant seedlings. Just when longer days trigger a plant's root system to increase uptake of nutrients in the soil, spring rains make nutrients available so the plant can produce new foliage and flowers. Nature's synergy restores confidence that the world is not all chaos. My daughters and I sowed tomato and pepper seeds this week, and we marveled at how each seed contains all of the plant's genetic material. This observation sparked a discussion about the power of tiny seeds, whether they be plants, ideas, or small acts of kindness. Even my adult children feel empowered by handling seeds and by knowing as gardeners they are producing food, not merely consuming it. Additional learning experiences will follow as we take responsibility for providing growing conditions for our seeds to germinate and thrive. Despite our best efforts, some seeds will not develop and some seedlings will die before they are planted in the garden. These will be added to the compost trench to replenish the garden soil, thus continuing the cycle of life and death and life again. Growing our food is an exercise in delayed gratification. We experience the joy of watching plants grow, flower, and fruit, but we must wait to harvest and eat the food, unlike going to the grocery store or farmer's market. Even before planting seedlings in the garden, we should practice patience by hardening off those we have grown from seed indoors. This process involves gradually exposing the seedlings to outdoor conditions over a week-long period. Hardening off provides the time needed for young plants to adjust to change, similar to the way people need time to adjust to change. One example is the gradual increase of restrictions put into place in the U.S. due to the spreading coronavirus. Think of how much more turbulent it would have been if we had all been awakened one day to learn we had to stay at home. It isn't difficult to make connections between the needs of plants and the needs of people, which is why the garden is an ideal place for learning some of life's most important lessons. I was glad to learn that parents are using the state stay-at-home order to grow food with their children. As Gertrude Jekyll wrote, the love of gardening is a seed once sown that never dies. And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.